Hello, and welcome back to the Double Take Podcast. I'm Jenny Cullen, as always, joined by Jess Ball, and also here today with uh, Carter Merenstein, also known as my boyfriend, uh, special guest for today because this happens to be the anniversary of Double Take, our newsletter, which we're just sort of imposing onto the podcast as well. And uh, we have, Jess and I have no idea what this really is, what's going to happen. Yes, <laughs> so. I, I've come up with several games to test their their knowledge of their own uh, Double Take newsletter and each other and to test their friendship. Oh, God. Kidding. <laughs> but yeah, it'll be uh, some, hopefully some fun, you know, gimmicky games. And I love gimmicky games. I'm excited. Me too. Do we need any further introduction uh, or do you want to just get into it? Let's do it. Okay, go All for right. it, Carter. So the first game is going to be sort of like a newlyweds game kind of situation where you got to test your knowledge of each other or like try to guess, you know, something that the other person, uh, you know, might think, etc. So I solicited hot takes from both of you about TV and I will read the take. It will either be the actual take or the, uh, or a fake one that I made up. A fake take. A fake, exactly. And uh, whoever the take is not about has to guess, hmm, do I think that they actually believe that? Is the idea that like you're gonna have one of us go at a time or are you just gonna say a take yes, and then like- it's one at a time. So I will, for, <laughs> okay. we can just start and it might make sense, right? Um, that's what <laughs> Jenny all always- games. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how Jenny makes me explain anything. Yeah, like, I just hate. shut up and start. Let's just I mean, start. I'll figure okay. it out. And then later it'll be like, oh, yeah, if you had paid attention earlier. Anyway. Um, so, all right. So this is going to be a, a take that, that Jenny either does or does not have. Okay. Um, she thinks that there has never in all of TV history been a reboot that was worth it. She thinks that it would be better. Zero reboots. In TV history specifically, so not movies. Yes. Okay, this is interesting. I feel like we've spoken about reboots at length, but I don't know. That's such a grand <laughs> statement. I have to think about every reboot that we've ever talked about, plus others that we haven't. Well, that's impossible to do in the time I have. So <laughs> I'm going to say, based on all the reboots that have come out in the last year that we have talked about, plus nothing's jumping to mind before that time period in terms of a reboot that Jenny would like. I'm going to say this is a true hot take. So I will say it's mostly true. I feel like I feel like you pretty much get that. I, the, I did think of – this was not – I did not say this out loud to Carter. He was like, is this a hot take you believe? And I was like, huh. <laughs> and I think it's like, I don't know. Let me think about all the reboots. Um, the one that I feel like it would be unfair of me to not mention – Doctor Who, like to, I, I am a Doctor Who reboot. Does that like, count? That's the only one that I've seen. I don't. Know. I guess it does. I guess that yeah. But they talk about it like it's the just the continuation of the series and the way that Doctor Who is set up. Like it doesn't have to be a reboot because it's always rebooted. That's true. Like every couple of years. That's true. In that case, maybe I agree with the take. That is kind of how okay. I thought, but then you convinced me that Doctor Who is a reboot. You were like, no, they call no, it season I don't one. Think it is. Not they, season, you know, whatever. Yeah, they did restart the seasons, but I think that's just yeah. for like, I don't know. 
because it was from like the you 60s. You could call that just like an organizational principle. Mm-hmm. Uh, the yeah. 70s, 80s? <laughs> just like the seasons and the episodes in our podcast. <laughs> like they don't really mean anything. <laughs> they, don't make, they don't mean anything. Yeah, I would say okay. that show yeah. is constantly being rebooted, honestly. True. He's constantly being rebooted. Okay, I take it back. Yeah. That's a yeah, yes, take. Exactly. Jess, oh, nice. Point for uh, Jess. Wow. This I podcast so is also famous for parsing what a true reboot is versus. <laughs> yeah, please. A, I'm triggered. What are the other? A reboot, a restart, or whatever. Like a remake. Yeah. Yeah, a remake. Impossible yeah. to know. Yeah, we don't have to. Yeah, go it's not that. a remake. This, I know you were testing our friendship, but let's not start with the first <laughs> question. We, we don't need to go there. All right. So, Jenny, this yes. is a hot take that Jess may or may not have, and I'll act like I'm reading it off my phone, regardless, because you can see me. You know, I, I don't, don't want to yeah. give anything away. But <laughs> uh, Dark season three is tedious and boring. It's borderline unwatchable. Ooh, we haven't talked about season three of Dark. I feel like since you started, Jess, I remember you thinking the first season was a little boring, but then you started texting me like, oh my God, oh my God, what's the, what is this? What's happening? And so I was a little like, okay, maybe at least, maybe that, hmm. The fact that you haven't voiced this to me makes me think it's not a real take, but it seems like one you might have. I'm going to also say this is true. Jess, oh, is man, true? you got it. <laughs> it, it is true. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> um, that's so funny because sorry. I've been going out of my way to not say anything about season three to you because I know you haven't seen it yet and I didn't want to be that person. Um, but also, <laughs> I'm just very bored by it. Yeah, it is true. Wait, are you not finished it yet? No, I watched the first four episodes and then put it down for like two months because I was so freaking bored. And then I just started watching it again okay, yesterday, fair. which is coincidentally when Carter Why? asked me for my hot takes. <laughs> and there I was thinking about how terribly boring Dark is. Interesting. I think I might have to maybe this weekend, uh, pre-Super Bowl, post-Last of Us, I will watch season three, at least the first four episodes that I can maybe uh, talk with you about this because I that makes me sad. All right, cool, cool, cool. One for one. Jenny thinks, this is a very hot take, Jenny doesn't like the uh, theme song to White Lotus. She thinks it's highly overrated. No freaking way. That's Uh, fake. Everybody loves the theme song to White Lotus. That's just blasphemy. When I thought of this take, I was a little, like, a small part of me was like, I don't think it's, I think it's a bop for sure. But I do think it's very hyped. Um, anyway, you're uh, right. I, I know. When he said the highly overrated part, I was like, well, that sounds like Jenny. She loves saying things are overrated. But there's no <laughs> chance favorite. she doesn't like it. Also, I'm just remembering you singing the theme song when we – Yeah. 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 <laughs> when we did our top ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Next one. All right. Uh-huh. Here's a hot take. Hmm. Jake and Amy on Brooklyn Nine-Nine do not make any sense together no matter how hard the show tries to prove that they do. That can't be true. If only because Jess has compared her own relationship (laughs) to that of Jake and Amy. (laughs) If that's true, (laughs) maybe um, I'm going to say that's not true. That's can't be her take. Yes. That is so funny. No, it is not true. I said that, uh, well, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I had written that 
Chidi and Eleanor on The Good Place make no sense together as much as the show tries to prove that they do. And um. I think it's hilarious that Carter changed it to Jake and yeah. Amy because, yes, I constantly <laughs> compare them to me and Matt, which yeah, would just I be guess. so tragic if I thought that that was true. I guess you guys really know each other pretty well. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty good at this. All right. We might, we might still get some wrong. All right. Here is a, a, a similarly related take. Uh, Jenny thinks that Josh and Donna from the West Wing should not have ended up together. Hmm. I think that that is true. Based on nothing. I just, it just, uh, we've never talked about this before. We've actually talked about the West Wing very little, but my knee jerk reaction is that it's true. Yeah. We haven't talked about the West Wing since probably like high school or early college. Yeah. Like when we were um, actually watching it in high school. Yeah, I, it is true. I don't think that they, I, I was having a long conversation with Carter unprompted yesterday. <laughs> he probably wanted the conversation to end. Um, I like the Josh and Donna dynamic. I like the idea that they are like in love with each other or love each other, but I think it should have remained that like yeah. they have these strong feelings for each other. They will protect each other. It didn't need to go into romantic territory. It didn't need to be requited. I mean, it was requited, but it didn't need to be, what is the word that I'm looking for? Consummated. Realized. <laughs> Realized. Like, I feel yeah. like they don't yeah. make yeah. as much like, sense as a like long-term partnership. Like eventually that won't work is my feeling. At least it didn't where they decided them to get together in the show. Like it didn't, it just didn't, yeah. the timing was weird. It made everything feel odd. I didn't like it. I felt yeah. like we agreed on this point, even though we've never spoken about it. Yeah, I also agreed. That's why I picked that one. Nice. It's uh, He was better with Amy. And also, I feel like it's just going to be trouble that she becomes... Doesn't she become like the first lady's chief of staff? And you he said that? And she's like, I couldn't remember that. Yeah. I like rewatched so West Wing. Since I've watched that. Like two years ago or something like that. So oh. it was fresh. But yeah, I, I like that take. All right. Okay. One more. Is take. that a hot take? I feel like other people yeah, I don't agree know. with that take. Really? I'm not sure that. I that's feel like so many people take. were like gung ho for Josh. Yeah, and Amy. Like I, I guess because yeah. I mean Josh and Donna. Sorry. Yeah, because it's like the whole. It's like there for like seven seasons or whatever before, and it should have stayed where it was. Is <laughs> my end take. All right. This is a take from Jess. Yeah. Mia in season two of The White Lotus was the most annoying character. Mia in season two of White Lotus. The most annoying character. The most annoying. I'm going to say this is a true take. I think this is a true take. <laughs> Only because. How did you know? I... <laughs> <laughs> this is going deep into the. I remember talking about this. We were talking. You. We were talking about all the actors and the actresses and also just like, – we were talking about White Lotus. Uh, and I was like, they're all so beautiful. And I started like naming people. And then I was like, Mia, gorgeous. And you had this on comment and you were like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like it's not because you don't think Man. she's pretty. I think it's because you don't like her character. <laughs> it is, but I didn't know – I didn't remember that we talked about that. I know you watched it after me, so I – I think I wrongfully – I remembered us not talking about it as much as I guess we did. We didn't talk about who you found annoying though. I just was – I couldn't I don't think like of anyone she's, else. She, she's one of those girls that's like, I'm just going to sing. Just let me sing. I'm, I have such a beautiful singing voice. Like I'm just going to – I know everybody wants to hear me sing right now. 
She's and I Kristen Wiig in SNL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like that is the same satire. Well, she, except that she's serious and I hate it. Are you looking at me like that, Carter? Because you think I'm the kind of girl who just wants to sing? No, not at all. <laughs> no, that's not You true. don't want people to hear you sing. You like to sing when it's like to your cat. That's very true. Okay. All right. Your so cat, that's all the, the takes cat. that I got from both of you. I said he said your cat, not our cat. <laughs> yeah, he must have been pissing him off. <laughs> Poor little Tato, he's so cute. Okay, um, I do you have other random made up takes. Crushed that round. Yeah, you did. Um, yeah, but wow, I, we're the so problem, good at this. Yeah, the problem was also that I figured I would just make up takes, but then I was like, oh, but what if you end up agreeing with those takes? Mm, that's, yeah. Um, yeah. So I had just rattle them off. In uh, Last of Us, they should just call the infected zombies. Like, if we call them zombies, they would have called them zombies. But then Jenny was kind of like... I disagreed with that one, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Jess? I feel like oh. I like that they call them the infected. It's just like gives a little something. I'm so sorry. You might die oh. on this hill. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, I had House of Dragons is a bad show, like full stop. Like, not just overhyped or, like, disappointing, but, like, full on just bad. But then... Jenny was like, yeah, I think that is actually Jess's take. Yeah. (laughs) That is absolutely my take. Yeah. Um, So you are good at this. You're just not good at knowing as we won't agree. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, And then this was one that I thought Jenny might believe, but it wasn't, but I'm not sure if she does. TV would be better if no show ever got more than three seasons. I feel like she's said said things like that before. Yeah. I think I could go back on the podcast and find where you've said that word for word. I like, actually, I'm going to, I'm going to go back and look. (laughs) (laughs) And splice it in at the middle of this podcast. I think my true feeling is a lot of shows these days should know when to stop. And a lot of times that's after like two or three seasons. I do think that is partially because, and this is also influenced by listening to a couple of other TV podcasts in the past few days, but I do think it's because, uh, writers of TV shows don't know how to write like long arcing storylines anymore as well, or at least they're not as well practiced. So like, I'm not saying I don't think any show deserves to have more than three seasons, but I do think the overwhelming majority today, like don't really need to have more than three seasons. Everything, like if you talk to people and they list their favorite shows, most of them are like, yeah, well, it kind of like goes downhill after season four or like, like West Wing, The Office. I'm even going to say Parks and Rec. I know you might disagree with me, Jess, but people like, I mean, and also it took, it was like a little bit of a bell curve situation. Took a couple of seasons to get into it, but I think not that It didn't get bad. We're not starting a fight right now. It didn't get bad. (laughs) (laughs) I think I don't like the final seasons as much as I like the middle seasons. I think that's okay to say. Well, that's fair to say, but it didn't get bad. Just the, you can have a favorite season that was in the middle, and that's fine. Anyway, I think the, the magic number is five. <laughs> okay. I think five seasons is like a show can still pull off a really good five seasons. And I'm thinking of Jane the Virgin. Perhaps. Hmm. Perhaps. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah. I disagree with the take. Full stop. Like I don't. I don't think every show should be three seasons. Although, if I had to choose between, all right. Well, yeah. We can. Well, I'll think more about this. We can move on. We'll revisit next year. <laughs> All right. We'll see. We'll see when Abbott Elementary is on its like fifth season, whether you still agree oh, with true. that. Oh, true. Because I feel like, yeah. Anyway. All right. So that was was game one, which you guys absolutely crushed. Excellent. Love to hear it. 
game two will make use of the lovely double take database oh which uh you guys can you know plug as you will but i don't know how people find it i always just go back to the original email where you sent it out but that's probably not the most efficient way to find the double take database I think that's the only no, we'll way to find it right now to, to find <laughs> yeah maybe we can start linking it in like a link tree or something or on our um instagram but it's still sort of in beta mode we're, we're letting our newsletter subscribers test it out first um it's basically every show jess and i have reviewed and or yeah recommended etc uh in one nifty little database where you can sort on streaming service and also on like keyword of what the show is about um yeah so you're gonna i'm assuming i already sort of know what this is about i don't need to steal your thunder but i will explain so what i have done is looked for uh shows that you guys reviewed kind of a while ago right you've had the newsletter for exactly one year now Mm -hmm. and uh so things that one of you rated that the other might not have seen or might have seen and not remember what the other one thought about it. And you have to guess what the other person's rating for it was. And I'll give you the keywords and the watch if you like. Okay. So we'll start with you, Jenny, trying to guess Jess's rating for Rutherford Falls. Got keywords, sitcom, small town, indigenous people, watch if you like Parks and Rec, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and Superstore. B... You could give a little like. <laughs> it's gonna be a quick podcast if you just like spit out your first thought. Um, I remember Jess, you not loving this show. I thought you thought that it could have. There were a couple of things that it could have done better. I vaguely remember, but I don't. But I think it's only been recently where you've started being harsher with gradings. Like, I don't think you would have given this in the C zone. Uh, and that's why I'm going with like B, maybe it's a B minus. Um, but I remember, yeah, you were like the, the content seems good, but like maybe not, not as well done or maybe not as like, um, I don't know what, what phrase I'm trying to say, but like artfully done. Like it's not as, uh, doesn't, doesn't let indigenous people tell. I don't remember. I don't remember exactly why, but I'm getting the feeling that she didn't love this show or thought it was not executed super well. So I'm saying B. All right. Jess, do you remember what you gave it or could you reconstruct a rating? I, it's interesting because actually what Jenny said, like I started, I feel like I've started grading a little bit more critically and this was a while ago. Right now, right. if I had yeah. to give this a rating, I think I'd give it like a C plus. But yeah, I don't think I used to give things Cs very often. So I probably gave this a B minus. Yes, exactly. Gave it a B minus. Well oh, done. I was given a little boost. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting though that your grading has gotten harsher. I feel like I wonder if we've learned Jenny that. always that got criticism for grading harshly, <laughs> and the reaction was, well, I guess we should just grade everything harshly. <laughs> I felt peer pressured into it. No, I think what happens is I watch like a few episodes of a show a lot of the time for the newsletter. Like I don't get to watch like a whole few seasons. Mm -hmm. Like at best it's one season. And so I'll sort of give it like the benefit of the doubt that it's going to get better sometimes. And I'll give it a little boost in my rating because Mm. of that. And I've tried not to do that so much anymore because it has uh, backfired (laughs) many times. (laughs) All right. Um, So Jess, this is going to be a deep cut. 
Jenny's rating of prehistoric planet. Oh my the god. Keywords dinosaurs, <laughs> David Attenborough, nature documentary. Watch if you like planet Earth, alien worlds, and walking with dinosaurs. Oh wow. I remember when Jenny put this in the newsletter and I was like, who has ever heard of this show? This is such a Jenny show, in my <laughs> opinion. And I know there's people out there who would also like it, but I'm just not a documentary person, I guess. So I don't even – wow, I have very little memory of what she wrote about this. And because we never talked about it in a podcast, I don't have the benefit of remembering what she said verbally about it. I also don't know how you grade documentaries, I guess just based on other documentaries. I guess like yeah, you grade anything. The, honestly, the answer is I don't know. Uh, let me guess. I'll guess <laughs> C because that's like Jenny's average rating. <laughs> Jenny, do you recall? I would bet I gave this like a B plus A minus. Really, you liked it? Yeah, I think I had my one criticism was that after a while the episodes sort of seemed exactly the same because they kept focusing on the yeah, same dinosaurs. The same dinosaurs. But the initial episodes were so good. Yeah. I was so excited about it. I think the initial impression has stuck in your mind more than oh was it impression. C you gave it a b oh a b okay all right but yeah you definitely got bored of it like it was only four episodes and you're already <laughs> bored of it by the end and so i think that that was sort of what came through in the review yeah that's fair i think the first two episodes i would have given like an a minus um but then then it yeah kind of downhill wow wild all right let's see um we're on Jess is rating. All right, mm -hmm. here's here's a controversial one because I love this show. Um, Paper Girls. Uh, <gasps> obviously, I don't need to tell you the keywords and stuff, but for the audience, this is sci-fi, time travel, coming of age. Watch if you like Orphan Black, Manifest, and Stranger Things. Oh, boy. I'm running into the same issue of the, like, your grading, Jess, has gotten slightly more, like, slightly harsher. Um but I do think maybe you gave this a C plus, but it was early enough that maybe it's a B minus. Oh man. You definitely did not love this show. Um, I'm going to go with C plus. Jess, do you recall? I feel like I'm having the same exact journey that Jenny is. <laughs> I was like, well, I didn't like <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. What point of this? I don't know if I was like pretending to like it more than I did at the time. My, Gut tells me a C plus. Yeah, you gave it a C plus, which is crazy because I love that show. It was so good. <laughs> yeah. No, disagree. I, I like Wait. right now. I'd probably give it a C minus. I was just about to ask, would you change the rating now? Wow. Yeah, I thought it was oh, just pretty, was so pretty poorly executed. It was cute, but it was. Yeah, I'm not going to just rehash my review, budget. but. Yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously the special effects were bad, but it was more that like I thought the balance between sci-fi and coming of age story was just so off. The coming hmm. of age story was the better story, and the sci-fi stuff was very convoluted. It's just my take. Fair enough. <laughs> Sorry, Carter. That's why I don't have a uh, a newsletter. Carter, you can write a guest review. <laughs> <laughs> we can put well, it side by side with Jess's. Now it's canceled, so I'd rather like sort of think of it as not as good. Be like, oh, you know. Yeah, so you don't have it's to get not this, sad like, about it. Yeah, thing that that could have been great. Um, all right, so we are on Jenny's. So Jess, what did Jenny rate Treme? This is uh, keywords: jazz, American drama, slice of life, 
watch if you like The Wire, The Eddie, and Nashville. Okay. I, this is another one that Jenny reviewed for the newsletter, but we never talked about on the podcast, which makes it harder. So good job picking hard ones, Carter. Um, <laughs> I feel like because this was a previously on, I think, uh, which for the mm-hmm. non-newsletter readers is the section title we give when we review shows that have started and finished uh, before the time of reviewing. So we normally do shows for previously on that we like, but sometimes it's just that we happen to have recently watched a show in its entirety that is no longer on and it doesn't necessarily mean we liked it. So I don't remember which one this is. I feel like you liked it, but didn't love it. Perhaps it's a B plus. I'm going to go with B plus. Hmm. Jenny? I feel like right now, because uh, I feel like being as far removed because I haven't watched Jermay in a while. Whoa. I think you wrote your review right after watching the first episode. Mm. And it's really good. Yeah. And I think oh, you didn't watch like, the whole thing? It's really good. No, because it's really long. It's that like an hour praise. episode. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like your take was like, you should watch it like it's coming out once a week. Like you can't really binge it. Yeah. It's too much of a mouthful. That's the wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, because I, because I haven't watched it in a while. Shut up. <laughs> um, because I haven't watched it in a while, I sort of was like, maybe it wasn't as good as I thought it was. But it, yeah. Okay. Nice. Nice. Any more takes or round three? Um, no, we have one last round of, of guess the rating. Um, <laughs> I should have come up with clever names for these. Um, this is for Jenny. What is Jess's rating of fringe? Keywords, oh. sci-fi, supernatural, J.J. Abrams. Watch if you like The X-Files, Travelers, and Orphan Black. A or A+. Plus. I guess I'll go with A because I don't remember how like free and free and loose we were playing with pluses. Yes. <laughs> I uh, I just know well. Jess loves Fringe. Like we talked about I that know, in I high feel school. Like it's less this is going way back. Memory of the yeah. review and more like just knowledge of me and this show. <laughs> of yes. you, yeah. Because I also don't really remember writing it, but I just my I would also not know between A and A plus what I gave it, but either would be fine. Like mm-hmm. yeah. either <laughs> I agree with either. <laughs> It was an A. I um, should have avoided the previously ons. That, mm. That's kind of the pitfall that we're going to fall into here. Mm. Um, this this next one might go similarly. Uh, Jess, do you recall Jenny's rating of Pen15? Uh, this is oh. keywords. Cringe comedy, heartwarming, 2000s nostalgia. Watch if you like sex education, Broad City, and Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, I guess... Like you said, it's sort of easier to guess the previously ons because I just know when it's a show that Jenny really liked. And I know she really liked this one, but I don't know where in the A's it falls. I want to say maybe A minus because I I don't feel like it's a show that Jenny talks about often. Like I don't think it's like one of her favorite, favorite, favorites. But I know at the time she was like, oh, yeah, you should totally watch this. Like it's really, really good. So I'm going to say A minus. 
Oh, Jenny's do, giving you a look right now. I do think I oh. probably gave it an A or an A plus. Yeah, you gave it an A plus. Dang. Oh my gosh. Okay. Wow. That's you really, I guess I should really put that on my show. list. It's it's like a very specific. Like I I I hope I want everyone to like it, but I I understand that the gimmick can be like a little off putting to some people. It's like. 20 late 20 early 30 year old women playing themselves in middle school so like i get that that's a little weird but i think it's just so brilliant yeah it makes me i laugh. think that's the problem is every time you describe it i go hmm i better not maybe not <laughs> <laughs> it is yeah i do really love it though yeah i find it unwatchable so <laughs> well one man's unwatchable is <laughs> my a plus (laughs) it's just like you have to really be okay with like cringe comedy like it's it is like a look back into our middle school years jess like it's it's i don't want like being invited to a pool party (laughs) yeah like i don't know bad memories i guess it's also just like yeah i don't know so funny i love it the band episode oh when they're doing like a band choir concert the joint band choir concert so perfect anyway we give it (laughs) It's just, it's not good nostalgia. Why do I want that? Because it's not your own. It's theirs. And it's a little bit better when you're like, oh, I remember the vibe, <laughs> but I don't have to remember my own like experience. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Perhaps. Perhaps. <laughs> I'm getting a little bit We're both bit skeptical. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So I think we did pretty well with that one. Nice. You guys are pretty good at, at knowing, even if you didn't remember the review at guessing. Um, yeah, I'd give us an A minus. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you guys have demonstrated your knowledge of each other's preferences and takes and stuff pretty well. I mm-hmm. guess there's a reason it's gone no, on for a year and you know many years to come. <laughs> Thank you, now, MC Carter. <laughs> uh, so the last game is going to gauge your knowledge of terrible TV shows. So I have scoured the internet for the worst TV shows of several categories, and then uh, for each category, I will give you. Two real terrible TV shows and one made-up terrible TV show. And you guys have to uh, figure out which one's the real one and which one's made up. Okay. Can we, ju- we work together Yeah, you can on work this? together. Okay, cool. Okay. All right. We're going to start with Our sitcoms. Friendship. George is a 1993 sitcom. It was on ABC starring George Foreman as basically himself. He plays a retired boxer running an after-school program for kids where he also teaches them boxing, in case the audience forgets that George Foreman was a boxer. It flopped after 10 episodes. Maybe he should have taught the kids how to sell grills instead. I should cite where I got these reviews from, but I, I forget. All right, so that's George, where they decided to give George Foreman the boxer and grill salesman a, a sitcom. Next is, we're going way back, um, My Mother the Car, which aired from 1965 to 1966. One has to to wonder what kind of Freudian therapy session must have birthed this idea. A man buys a dilapidated touring car when he discovers that it's the reincarnation of his deceased mother who talks to him through the radio. Maybe creator Alan Burns just needed to get this out of his system before he could make the Mary Tyler Moore show and Rhonda, or Rhoda. Then lastly, This is from 1992. Resistance is futile. Sent from across the galaxy to conquer Earth, Biz and Baz are two incompetent space aliens who spend the majority of the show's airtime chasing girls and getting high. Directed by Thomas Chong of Cheech and Chong fame, this watered-down stoner comedy fails to find its footing in the sanitized world of 90s primetime comedies. 
Okay. So we've got George. George Foreman had a sitcom. Uh, one about a guy whose mother talks to him through the car radio after from you know beyond the grave, and then one about stoner aliens. Before you read the other I, ones, I kind of thought that the George one was real because I feel like I remember hearing about that. I feel like the aliens one is real. The talking through the oh the stoner aliens. The stoner aliens. I feel like was didn't. I feel like Carter said that was like a 90s show. I feel like that was like the time where that would have hit. Like people would have been like somewhat yeah, into that concept. So I feel like that could have gotten green. Yeah. The car one sounds very mm. weird to me, but I also feel like I'm being tricked. Yeah, me too. Because at first, uh, yeah, it's between, I, I agree. I kind of think it's between George and the car radio one. Um I like vaguely. I feel like maybe it's because George one does sound real, though. Yeah, I can't tell if it's because there are so many shows these days that are like a one name, one word show title about like a sitcom with that one person. But I feel like I remember. Yeah, I don't know. This is messing with me. Um, that one seems very realistic. I can't vote for that one as being fake. All right, let's vote for the car radio one, though. Then okay. Although I truly yeah, let's just know. go with that one. Yeah. No, my mother, the car was a real TV show. Um, the fake <laughs> one was the was. aliens. Resistance is what? futile. It's a good it fake felt one. So real. I got that idea from Chat GPT. I said, oh, "Come up with amazing. ten wacky, far like weird out, uh, weird out. <laughs> far out uh, sitcom ideas," and it was like, "All right, here's a list." And they were all like kind of of a type. They were all like two aliens or like aliens living in an apartment in New York City or like <laughs> robots just trying to get by and you know. New York in the 80s. You know, it was like, I was like, oh, yeah, these really do sound, it knows what it's talking about. All right. Dang. So I also found out there on the internet some of the worst spinoffs of all time, spinoffs that really did not need to happen. Um, I don't have fun descriptions for for these, but we've got uh, Ferris Bueller that gave, you know, from from the... uh, you know, obviously, Ferris Bueller's <laughs> Day Off. I was like, then, where is he going with this? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I, I can't remember that that movie was called for two seconds. We've got Ferris Bueller. This is notable because it had young pre-friends. Jennifer Aniston was in it. Um, and this was in 1990 to 1991. Then in 1997, we have Young Red, um, based on the Shawshank Redemption. You know, Red is the, mm-hmm. the kind of wise old Morgan Freeman character. Uh, notable because Ice Cube plays Young Red. <laughs> um, and then we have My Big Fat Greek Life, which is a spinoff, obviously, of My Big Fat Greek Wedding uh, so in 2003. And my note just says exactly how it sounds. One of these is fake. One of these is fake. I think it's the second well, one. Jess, I feel like I've heard of My Big Fat Greek Life. Was that on Freeform or Me am I too. thinking of the show Greek? <laughs> Because Greek was about Greek life, <laughs> and that was on ABC Family. But I feel like I've definitely yeah. heard of it. No, I, but I, I still s- feel like that sounds familiar. I agree. I kind of think the Shawshank Redemption one is fake. Um, it does sound I feel fake like that Ice Cube that. played him. <laughs> Although I thought it sounded I just feel fake like that I- Jennifer Aniston was in a Ferris Bueller TV show also. Yeah. I could go either way on those. I'll give you the swing vote. I'm going to go with two because that was my gut. Yes, that was not true. Young Young Red <laughs> was not a TV show and Ice Cube did not play a young 
Morgan Freeman. Interesting about the Bueller. Do you know yeah. how uh, long the spinoff went it's before they canceled one it? One season, by the look of it. Was it Matthew Roderick? Did they get him back? I think. I would have to look it up again. But Ferris Bueller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matthew Roderick is Ferris. Yeah, and I think Ferris Bueller wasn't long before that, right? It was like late eighties. Yeah. So he would have been. I guess it makes age. sense that they could have tried that out. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Jennifer Aniston would have been like young. Young, yeah. yeah. She looked really like, young in the picture. Younger than I thought. Like, okay. All right. So it could have been like one of her like first things. Okay. That does yeah. sound more realistic than Ice Cube as a young. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Nice. All right. And last but not least, we have uh, three reality shows. Okay. Um, one, we've got Dating Naked, 2014 to 2016. Uh the description is, I want to say it's exactly how it sounds, but I think there's some way for them to <laughs> earn the right that. to put clothes back on, which makes the whole thing even weirder. Um, then we've got Big Dig Energy. Uh, bored <laughs> nice. white-collar workers compete in construction-related tasks for a $100,000 grand prize. Turns out <laughs> a CPA can make even a giant wrecking ball seem boring. Uh, and then we've got Outback Jack. A dating show in the Australian Outback, but the contestants didn't realize they were going to be in the Australian Outback. They like show up to a mansion and then get flown to the Australian Outback to date this Australian model. The first one I think is real. I mean, is that legal? How do they film that? The the premise sounds vaguely familiar and horrifying. To be fair, I still don't understand how they film um, Naked and Afraid, and I've never tried to watch it to find out. Uh, I just like – I in the back of my mind somewhere is that in a show like this exists. And maybe I am thinking of Naked and Afraid and just put like superimposing <laughs> it onto a dating show. But I kind of think that one exists. I think the Outback one is not crazy. What was the second one you said? Big Dig Energy. Big Dig Energy. That does that sound fake. Just, that sounds boring and To stupid. me sounds like – <laughs> sounds like exactly the kind of thing Carter would make up <laughs> because it one has covered. dig in the title Carter I don't know if you would know this about him but does enjoy to dig that's a niche fact yeah I'm gonna say that yeah how do you feel about saying the second one's fake I'm cool with that Okay. Yes, the second one is fake. Did you come up with it? Yeah, I was inspired by. There's actually a um, <laughs> there's like this. I think it's called Diggerland. It's like not far from Philadelphia, where they they do like corporate events and stuff. But it's like an amusement park where basically you just like operate heavy machinery. <laughs> and what? what I guess it's it seems kind of fun. But I was like, but their picture on their website is like a guy like a some like accountant type person in like a big old machine, like looking like he's having the time of his life. And I was like, that's kind of fun. I would, I would watch that. I like that you made yeah, that Maybe pitch that, that. Like points yeah, for that. Definitely. That's all I have. That was fun. We did okay. I like, uh, I like TV related games. Yes, that was fun. I'm proud of us. Thank you for the anniversary style game show. Mm-hmm podcast yeah thank you for the uh, year of tv recommendation yeah thanks for hosting i don't know i don't know if we have any other things to add we got another podcast coming out next week probably sooner because the super bowl is coming up go birds and that means that last of us is coming out 
two days early. Oh, yeah. We could get that out early. You'll get another one of those podcasts soon. Otherwise, we'll catch you next time. Bye, everyone. Double Take Podcast is produced by Jess Fall and me, Jennifer Cullen.